we've been praying for this for a long time. It felt like a slog and we could have easily given up. But God is faithful and he invites us to faithfully persist in prayer with him. And when we do, we see his justice. Um, and that's the most amazing privilege to be part of that story. Testing, 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 one, one, two, two, three. Welcome to the Bellevue Chapel Prayer Podcast. Hello, Zoe, and welcome to the Bellevue Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining me. Do you mind giving everyone a little introduction about who you are and how you maybe know about Bellevue? My name is Zoe Anderson. I am based in Edinburgh. I live in Edinburgh. I was at university with Naomi, so we were in CU together. I now work for International Justice Mission, or IJM for short. So my role sees me working with churches like Bellevue and uh, lots of students and youth and um, volunteer groups, uh, raising awareness and mobilising people to be advocates against modern slavery across the world. So yeah, that's a bit about me. Great, thanks Zoe. And I guess in your role you see a lot of injustice, a lot of heartbreak and war and the brokenness, I guess, of our world. Um, it can all seem a bit overwhelming, but what is the most encouraging thing about bringing all of that to God in prayer? Yeah, there, there especially at the moment, is so much suffering in the world. We look at statistics like the fact that there's 40 million people being held in slavery today, more than ever before, more than the entirety of the transatlantic slave trade. We we look at our street corners and we see homelessness. We look at our friends um, who are living alone during this epidemic and see such extreme loneliness and isolation. Um, there's suffering everywhere and it's so easy to get overwhelmed. And, and if you're anything like me, um, you can be deeply moved by something, but, but feel so overwhelmed by it that you almost just turn your head. And it's a, a helpful way that I've process that that experience is um through something that our IJM CEO and founder Gary Haugen speaks about which is compassionate permanence and he speaks about how if you have ever been around children or you have children um if you hold up a toy or a rattle in front of them when they're very young they'll be transfixed by it and then as soon as you move the toy or the rattle out of sight they don't look for it and it's, it's literally like out of sight, out of mind. And they haven't, what psychologists say is that they haven't quite developed object permanence yet. And I think it's the same story so often when we look at the needs of the world and the suffering in the world that um, out of sight, out of mind, that is so overwhelming that we don't, we, we don't continue to remember. Um, and actually, I think the battle starts with us first praying for our own hearts and we want to come to God in prayer about this praying for our own hearts that we'd be people of compassionate permanence rather than object permanence. And I love the, the verse in Romans 12, 12, which says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. Um, we're encouraged to be people who don't just pray on that one-off moment when we're moved by hearing someone speak, but in, in the long and the sustained work of prayer, God sees our faithfulness. Um, even when prayer feels like a battle and this is what's really powerful and what's been amazing throughout the past year as we've seen increased exploitation across the world during local lockdowns um, at the same time we've seen people rise up and become a movement of prayer and we've seen thousands 
rescued from slavery and violence across South Asia, from jewelry facilities in textile factories and brick kilns and farms and brothels. We've seen our prayer partners across the world continue and continue to pray for momentum in the fight to protect children from being forced into marriage in the Dominican Republic. And this is, this is a battle that wasn't like we just prayed and then the next day we saw um, breakthrough and we saw God change the tides. Actually, this was a really long prayer battle. But just in November before Christmas, we saw that the country's president announced a zero tolerance attitude towards child marriage. We've been praying for this for a long time. It felt like a slog and we could have easily given up. But God is faithful and he invites us to faithfully persist in prayer with him. And when we do, we see his justice. Um, and that's the most amazing privilege to be part of that story. Amazing to see that transformation and God at work there. Um, but like you say, it can sometimes feel like a slog. It can be difficult. Prayer is hard. What would your top tips be for, for praying for our world, for praying for um, the long haul? So prayer is something we take very seriously at IJM. So an hour of my contracted time a day is spent in prayer. So from nine till half past nine in the morning, we have what's called a time of stillness. And then from 12 to 12.30, we have a time of corporate prayer where we lift up the needs of the organization across the world. And um, these rhythms, these routines, these habits, whatever you want to call them, are, I think, key in the sustained work of prayer. Because as human beings, we get distracted, we get overwhelmed, and we need these anchors to keep us um, fixed in prayer and to keep us uh, our sight fixed on God, who the one where justice starts. So to the business-minded, that could seem like the most ridiculous waste, because that's approximately, there's about 1,000 members of staff across the world for IJM, so that's approximately 5,000 hours a week of paid time that people could be on the front line, rescuing people out of slavery, in court fighting for justice, in meetings of social workers, counselling survivors, and rather they're spending it in prayer. But I think it's our most precious investment because actually we want to see a change in this world. Why on earth would we try and do that alone when God loves these people more than we can possibly imagine? His, his whole story is one of freedom, one of justice. So if you'd like to join us in these rhythms and these routines and these habits of prayer, if, you wanna, if you're someone who finds it easy to get overwhelmed and turn your head, I'd really encourage you to join us and sign up to become a prayer partner with us. So you can be sent regular emails from the fields of things that we're praying for in faith, for breakthrough and of testimonies of what's happening. You can do that at ijmuk.org slash pray for justice. Because uh, we want to see the biggest move of prayer to end slavery that the UK has ever seen. And just imagine what it could look like if we saw a movement of committed and passionate Christians praying in faith for breakthrough, praying light into the darkness, wherever you see that, whether that's in your own homes, in your schools, in your universities, in your workplaces, on your streets, in the things that you buy, wherever you see that, even the smallest of lights pierces through and will not be overcome. So yeah, let's be people of faithful prayer and showing up and continuing in the battle. I think in that our hearts will be strengthened to be ones of compassionate permanence. Um, Amazing. Thank you, Zoe. And what a way to finish up the podcast. What a great privilege that we can be part of God working in our broken world and bringing light into the darkness. Thank you so much for joining us. Great to be with you.